have something for you today, and um, how do I want to say this? The way up is down, and the way down is up. Praise God. There's, I really sense things going up, and uh, what I am going to talk about today, I think maybe your first impression will be, we're not going that direction. But I think when you get the total message, if we have time this morning to get it all in, well, you will understand what I'm trying to say. And uh, I I can't remember from one time to the next what I said last time I was here. I I know I'm limited in my mentality and vocabulary, and so I I do repeat a lot of things and use the same illustrations over and over again. Y'all are so gracious to keep laughing at them and smiling at them and amening them. And so it keeps us coming back. But today I'm going to, uh, I don't believe I've ever taught this lesson or preached this message unless I accidentally covered it here at a spurious moment. But uh, it's been about 20 years I got this message. And I said, man, this this will preach. You know, this will really preach. And I made a nice outline, had all lined out. I've had that line dormant in the back of my Bible and in my sermon note, all that for maybe twenty years. And I yet used it. <laughs> I have referred to it on occasion, but I have never taken the whole thing out. And uh, so, uh, something as I was coming down here, just something told me pull it out it's been in the hopper long enough and so uh, so I got it out and I started going over trying to refresh my thoughts on it and everything and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger just like baseball bubble gum you know we, just, we were kids we get so much gum in our mouth trying to get all those baseball cards you know we'd buy one and uh, but anyhow if you would open your Bibles, you want to follow along as they show it up on the screen. I'm going to start off in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 10 through 11 on page number 6 of my notes, <clears throat> on page 1 of 6, okay. And then I will also go to Hebrews 12. 2 Timothy 3, 10 and 11. But thou hast known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And now I want to go over to Hebrews chapter 12. I'll read verse 3 through 15. 
For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. That's where you faint is in your mind, not in your knees, okay? We got, don't need to do that. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. He's saying, y'all still just babes in all this. Y'all haven't got there yet. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, the God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall not we? Shall we not much uh, rather be in subjection under the Father of spirits and live? For the they verily for a few days chasten us after our own pleasure after their own pleasure, but we but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous, nevertheless afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Gotta learn by it. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to really help us today. God, I can add nothing to these people. I cannot give them anything, Lord, that will edify them, build them up. But God, if you will today speak through us, then we can be a blessing to your people, to the sheep of your pasture today. And that's what I want. I want you to bless us today. Bless this house. God, so I hide me again in the shadow, O Lord, of your love and grace and fill me with your anointing. Live in me in that special way as you have designed that through the foolishness of preaching you might save them that believe. Let these words go forth in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost and minister to the saints of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, I hope I can put all this and give it a little rhyme and reason. But I want to talk about the ladder of suffering. Did I ever do that for y'all here? I don't think I've ever done it anywhere. But I want to talk about the ladder of suffering. You know, it talked about not fainting in our minds and having some understanding. You know... Victory, having a knowledge of the battlefield is a greater portion of what we need for the victory. And understanding the situation 
and the circumstances is half the battle. And so sometimes if we are just clouded in confusion and lack of understanding, we, we, we can be overcome and overwhelmed and perhaps even become discouraged and perhaps not be at our best or most effective. And so I think it is true sometimes immediately when people see when things start going wrong or, you know, uh, what happened? You know, I'm a child of God. Why, why, why aren't I shouting on the hills? And the uh, first thing that comes to mind, uh-huh, they've done something wrong. And that's the same situation. Job, they all came around and said, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and you hear enough uh-huh, sometimes you can begin to think, uh-huh, right with them. What did I do wrong? But this is not always the case. Amen. In fact, of course, we read here that Punishment and chastisement is one reason we suffer. One reason we suffer is because we have disobeyed, we have got out of line, we have strayed off the path, and, and, and regardless of the consequences, always because he loves us and we, and we are his children, and so he does what he has to do in order to keep us saved, keep us in, in the boat. So I, I think of Miriam as an example of this type of suffering. Uh, she spoke against Moses, her and Aaron. They spoke out and said, you know, he married that, that woman. He shouldn't have married her. And, you know, did, is, is he the only one God can talk through to us, you know? So God said, uh, Moses, you get Miriam and Aaron. Y'all come outside over here by the tavern. I'm going to talk to you three. So he, he called those three aside, and the Lord spoke to Aaron and Miriam, and he said, listen, I, I chose to talk through Moses, and you're going to like it, or you're going to lump it, you know. <laughs> Amen. He's the one I chose. And so then he said, uh, uh, the cloud disappeared, and lo and behold, Miriam was white with leprosy. And so Aaron said, come on, Moses, say something, you know. Look at your sister. And Moses says, God, why? He said, it would have been better if her father would have spit in her face when she was born than though what she'd done, you know. And so, but anyhow, God said, just send her outside of the camp for seven days. And then at seven, and then seven days, she'll be able to come back in. So she had to go through a, a period of being separated, excommunicated from the whole and from the body. She had to walk through some lonely place there for a while and let her mind be purged of her self-esteem and our self-worth and uh, until she could finally come back in to uh, the graces and through the whole body. I think that's what Paul, when he said that in a, a couple places just mentioned in the New Testament, where he said, turn them over to Satan that they might be saved. You say, how is Satan going to save anybody? It's not that Satan's going to do the job, except that they're going to have to go through the suffering. They're going to be turned over, amen, to the, to, to the world. I'm going to withdraw my, my, my blessing on them for a season and let the devil work them over for a while. And then they're going to wake up and say, oh, it's better in the boat, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, 
You know, much can be said about the virtue of discipline. We're living in a day and age where discipline is being dismissed. And it's a very unfortunate thing because discipline is a virtue and it's a, something that is, is very needed. God required it. In fact, when we go over to Proverbs, uh, I know you've all been down this road here before. That there's all the scriptures in Proverbs that deals with discipline of uh, children. But uh, let's see, we got it up. Diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. No, that's not it. Withhold not correction from the child. For him with the rod, with the rod, he shall not die. Go ahead, next verse. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Okay, that's the prince of correction. Correction. Whether, however, it is administered, but if correction is done appropriately and timely, it will save your soul from hell. Praise God. And so, punishment comes, especially when we're new Christians, you know, we, we make a lot of mistakes and errors, and little by little, God sort of kind of, amen, helps us to get in the middle of the road and stay in the middle of the road through different types of chastisement, sufferings that come our way. So the first level, and this is the bottom of the rung, folks. We don't need to hope that there's not anybody still there. Amen. Because we should climb that a long time ago or should have. There's no such uh, conjugation as clum. Is <laughs> we, you, 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 we, we, we should have climbed that one a long time ago. Praise God. And uh, so uh, discipline from the Lord it's good. And punishment in this aspect is good, but this is the slip. I've got to move on. The second of, of suffering we find in the scripture is to separate us and to identify us. Praise God. Jeremiah says, like this, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, and who can know it? Praise God. Except that the Lord allow us to go through circumstances in our lives to where we can see and have our hearts revealed to us by Him. True image. But Jesus really knows you, for He sees inside. Praise God. And so... There comes suffering comes our way so that we can see ourselves and learn to be identified with the apostolic tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound, believing in the liberating power of Jesus' name, message, hallelujah, our gospel, our life. I don't want to say message because it's more than a message. Some people get hung up on the message. Amen. The message is not is, is if the implication, how you call it, how you say that? It's the implication, not the implication. It's putting it in action. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, my tang all toggled up. Praise the Lord. It's having it, it's, it's having it in, put into your behavior. Praise God. Uh, that, 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 that is important. Praise God. And so we suffer that we become identified with Jesus Christ. Amen. With that life. Praise God. Not with just the message. If you just get hung up, I got a message. Amen. 
that don't help you. Praise the Lord. I mean, it's good. You got to have that knowledge. But unless the knowledge becomes part of your life, amen, it's just dormant and it's, uh, it's, uh, what's the opposite of kinetic? Potential. Hallelujah. Amen. So, <clears throat> suffering comes our way, such as the children of Israel, such as Abraham. There had comes that time in our life, it wasn't easy to get up from the land where you had all your investments and you had all your family and your friends and associations and say, I want you to move to Chicago. <laughs> but that would be okay if he would tell you Chicago. But he said, I'll just tell you later. Hallelujah. Just pack it up, sell out, put it in the back of the station wagon, and just wait for me to say which direction to go. Hallelujah. Amen. But he does that, and he brings and it brings suffering into our lives. It can come into our lives in order to help us to separate ourselves from the world and to be identified with Jesus Christ. The scripture teaches Jesus gave the parable of the of the sower and the four different grounds. You know, there is the there is the shallow ground, the stony ground, and the seed that falls by the wayside. But there is the good ground, and so we have to go through some things until we 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 fall on the right ground. Now, this is something a mystery. Maybe God knows, but sometimes I, I've seen people in the church kind of flop around like a fish in the bottom of a boat for years and then finally boom they seem to seem to blossom all of a sudden and I, I don't know but what is the fact that you know they fell on stony ground for a while <laughs> and they looked pretty good for a while and then they just kind of fizzled and then maybe they got on shallow ground they looked pretty good there for a while too and then all of a sudden they fizzled there and amen and but one day finally they they, they hit the good dirt, praise God. They hit the good ground, and they became stable. They became identified with Jesus. They became one of us. Hallelujah. They became not ashamed of the gospel, and, and they began to stand up and be identified and say, I am one of them. I'm a one God, Jesus' name, man. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Not only does it separate you from the world, but suffering. Stage two of suffering separates you from yourself. <laughs> what do you mean? It separates you from your own ego and from your own self-will. Praise God. Until we learn to surrender ourselves, as long as we try to keep control of our own life and be our own commander and master in our lives, then we will continue to suffer and God will send things your way that you will begin to learn to identify with God. I, I don't really see that in this church so much. But uh, y'all all been around a while, been through a few things, and you, you know who you are. There's none of you that's not here today that don't think you are who you are. You I mean you're not quite what we are. But uh, everybody here seems to be pretty much established and in the boat. But nonetheless, there is that that's that's that place of suffering that comes to our lives that separates us uh, from the Egyptians. And we suffer that persecution and that name-calling and that mocking and that scorning and, and whatever else comes along with it. Individually, you've, you've had your own situations and nobody likes to be laughed at or made fun of, you know. Hallelujah. 
I just, how many of you like to be Sarah Palin? I don't know if y'all follow the news or not. That poor woman, I mean, they've worked her over now, and they won't, they won't still not letting up. But she, she seems to be holding up pretty good. I think she, uh, she, she, she's not even one God, Jesus name person. Amen. But she's, she's got a lot more than a lot of us sometimes, I think. But that scorning, I, I feel for her. But I'm glad it's not me that's getting all the the laughing. It, it, it happened at one time in my life when we were called, you know, we were the only non-Catholics in the whole school. And so they made fun of us because we didn't genuflect. We didn't make the cross, sign of the cross. We didn't get uh, ashes put on our forehead. And we didn't do all the, make go the way of the cross. And we didn't do the catechism. We didn't do all that stuff. And so all the other kids, we were targets. We had like a big target right on our back. And they called us, what are you? We said, we're Pentecostal. And they said, oh, you're a penny worth, all right. You know, and I didn't like that. In fact, I didn't hold up under it very good. My brothers and sisters walked through that a lot better than I did. But uh, they're suffering there. Uh, the third level of suffering. There's suffering to cleanse. There's a place that, that we get to that the suffering is for our cleansing. Let's go to 1 John 1 and 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all of our sins. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, amen. There, there is a place in our life that has to be associated with a cleansing. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. It says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations gone down, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. I, I think of a couple of illustrations in the Bible. I think of Joseph that uh, was a special vessel of God that went through all types of suffering. He went through the dungeon. He went through uh, the prison time. And and uh, he went through the the agony of his family uh, not recognizing him and they being outside of the blessing that uh, he had control in his hand. I think of Daniel who, who suffered with uh, the children of Israel and was thrown in the den of lions. I think of the three Hebrew boys that uh, stood up for their identity. We are who we are. We're one God people. We're standing up for who we are. And so <clears throat> in all of these cases you see that there was nothing wrong with the people. Amen. Daniel was just fine. He wasn't a sinner. He hadn't done anything wrong. Joseph hadn't done anything wrong, and but he had to go through suffering. And the three Hebrew boys, they did, they did everything right, but God still chose them to suffer. Hallelujah. Now, I think this is, this is, and we need to understand this. Like I said, all suffering 
is, is not suffering sometimes is very important and valuable to God. Amen. And in their life, they suffered and to be able to move to a higher place. They were suffering so so that their life and 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 could be able to elevate to a higher place in God. Now I believe that's where we, we go sometimes. We are some people, we have arrived to the place where suffering comes into our life, but we don't we we want to say, Oh God, why must this thing be? God, why is this? But if we really understand the fact that we have been chosen of God to suffer and that it is a purging that cleanseth us from all of our sins, that the walking in the light as he is in the light and that we're being purified and we're being cleansed. Can you say praise the Lord? I mean, if we can understand what is happening to us, then on that occasion we can take heart Amen. We can and we can realize. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have been chosen. I, amen. I have been chosen to go through these these situations, and it's making me pure, and it's making me me better. Hallelujah. For maybe something else on down the road, God has called me out and said, "You're going to suffer, son." Now. Now, nobody wants to hear about suffering here today because we're on a roll around here. Good thing. But I want to tell you what. It's because of suffering that we can be on a roll. It's because of suffering, amen, that has elevated us and brought many of you to a higher place in God to where you can appreciate what God is doing and what God is going to do. Amen. You just need to thank God for what he has brought you through or what he has put you in in this circumstance. Thank God I'm in the fiery furnace. Thank God, hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you what, when I stand and whether God delivers me or not, hallelujah, I'm going to tell you what, amen, I'm going to see the glory of God. I'm going to see the blessing of God. I'm going to see the anointing of God in my life as never before. I heard this said many years ago. It was, it was a preacher's conference, you know, where preachers preached to preachers. And uh, one of the great preachers of the time made the statement. He said, whenever you see a preacher that has gone through very serious circumstances in his life, you always see that he comes out a greater preacher than he's ever been before. Hallelujah. And that's just not true for preachers, but I'm just saying that because I remember him saying that and it's been with me all my life. Hallelujah. And I, I, I've kind of been shuddering and go, oh God, when am I going to suffer? You know, I want to be better, but uh, you know, I, I can't say that I have really suffered in my life like I've seen other people have to suffer. Or God chose. So, you know, I, I don't put myself on that high plane. But, uh, brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's an honor, amen, if we have been chosen to suffer. Now, just like the Hebrew children, the Bible says they came out and they weren't even singed, they didn't even smell like smoke, amen. And brothers and sisters, when the times of suffering come, amen, it, it, it's a time we need to do it with dignity. Do you hear me? We need to do it with dignity. In fact, it would be great if nobody would even know that you're suffering. You know, but 
I know some, you know, I'm, I'm just that kind of, I like, I like sympathy, you know, and it's, oh, I'm suffering everybody, ah, want you to know it's tough, it's rough, oh, help, you know, amen, so everybody, oh, poor brother, poor brother, amen, but, but, but the best way to do that is if nobody knows, and that you just, you're wading right through it, with your head held up high, and smile on your face, amen, hallelujah, and, 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 and do it with dignity. Now, because you know what's happening in your life? There's roots of bitterness that need to go. There's jealousies that linger about. Hate. Revenge. Resentments. You know, I didn't realize that my, my oldest brother... Years later, he, he backslid, and of course he came back and all that, but in the midst of all this, he wound up, they was trying to adopt a baby. They didn't have any children at the time. So they were trying to adopt, and so they had to go to a psychiatrist, you know, to be evaluated. And somehow or another, through their evaluation, they found out my brother was holding resentment in his heart because he was, he, he was a half-brother, okay? And he felt like I was getting more attention than he was getting. And I got more privileges than he got. Of course, he was a klutz, you know. They couldn't give him the car when they could give me the car, you know. But, you know. <laughs> but as children, we can develop things. Amen. Against our brothers, against our sisters, against our parents. I've never suffered that personally, but I know people that have. And my brother was one of them. And it came to my attention. And I said, no, how can that be? I, I don't feel that way about it, Donnie. You know, and he said, well, I held all this in my heart for years. But he had to go through some situations some tough times in his life. He even was backslidden for a season in order to come to the fruit, to the point that he realized that there was some purging and some cleansing that had to be done, amen, to make him a better Christian than what he was. He was a good guy. He was a talented guy. He was gifted, amen, and, 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 and more than I would ever dream of being. But somehow or another he was put into the suffering furnace in order to make him pure. And unfortunately for a season, he just liked to burn him up. But he made it back, praise God. So suffering comes our way, and it's, it's, it's because God is trying to make something better out of you, make us pure. I'm thinking... As we suffer, we begin to get pure. And the purer we become, the closer our relationship becomes. Now, I'm going to jump over to the anatomy of suffering here a little bit, and I'll have to come back, but I think I'm right there now. But who wants to suffer? But it's important that we suffer. Uh, uh, can we jump down to Mark chapter 14, verse 33? And he taketh with him Peter and James and John. This is talking about the Garden of Gethsemane. 
and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. Now, our greatest role model for suffering would be Jesus Christ. We call it the passions of Christ, or the, which is the suffering. The Greek word for paschal is the verb for to suffer like that. And so we get the paschal lamb, or we get the, amen, the Passover. But here it says, as he was approaching the suffering that was in it, coming upon him, he went to the garden to pray. And this scripture here says, he was sore amazed by the situation. As he began to sense and began to began to really look at the suffering that was in front of him, the scripture said, and he said he was sore amazed. Now, the Greek word there, here, sore amazed, it, it, uh, he was greatly amazed by it. And so this word, sore amazed, is used two other places in the scripture. Two other places. One is when he came off the Mount of Transfiguration, the people looked and said, and they were sore amazed. Or the, the word there is translated in English, frightened. But the Greek word's the same. And an, another place is when the, the women came to the tomb and they were greatly frightened when a young man spoke to them, or an angel, and they were greatly, they were sorely amazed. Or never here it says frightened, but the Greek word is the same. Now the point I'm trying to make here is this: this word is used three times, but every time that it is used, it is used in association with something supernatural or some kind of a glorious divine event that has that shows like there's sort of a connection between the physical and the spiritual, between the natural and the supernatural each time this word is being used. And so when Jesus was fixing to enter in to pray, and we know when he prayed, he got down to where he were sweating as if there were great drops of blood in his agony. Now the word agony is a Greek word, agonia, but the root word is agona, which is a contest. When they play soccer games, it's an agona. When they play basketball games, it's an agona. It's a contest. And so when he went in the garden and was in great agony, he was in a contest, amen, with the forces that were opposing his mission and with his desire to be able to win and conquer and complete the mission. Amen. And so it was like there was a struggle between heaven and earth, between spiritual and flesh and carnality. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so this was when he was confronting this. He said he was so amazed by it. Now, I'm using that to make a, pro a proposition or a proposal to you, or I can't think of the right words in English now, but to you, amen, that suffering 
many times to us is the lowest we can say, there's nothing spiritual about that. There's nothing, you know, what's to be, you know, who wants to suffer? Suffering has its place with, however, with super experiences, super spiritual experiences. It brings us into an exceptional relationship with God. But when we seem to think of it, we, we, we think of it as, man, that's so boring. That is so unspiritual. But on the contrary, it is perhaps the apex of spirituality. It is perhaps, it is perhaps about as high as you can go, amen, hallelujah, to be able to suffer, to be able to suffer in the right purpose and for the right reason, to be able to suffer persecution or suffer pain or for suffer hurt or whatever it is, just to be able to suffer, amen, will bring you close, man, to the spiritual world and to a special relationship with your Lord and your Savior. Jesus was stunned with astonishment at the immensity of the horror of sin and the pain that must be born. As I said, suffering is often thought of as a less than spiritual experience, but all clues point to the fact that it is of the highest of all spiritual experiences. So Brother Strickland, why are you teaching? I don't really know why God put this in my heart to talk about today. I think I can, got my own reasons, but the thing, but I'm, I'm telling you if, you, if we know what's happening, if we know what's happening, we can take heart. We can, how much time do I have left? I really need to, a little bit more, 15 minutes, I'm finished, huh? Praise God. We can take heart and we say, I can do this. I can, I can, I can endure. The word there was, in one place was endured. Amen. I can endure this. I can grit and bear it some more. I, I can I can handle it some more because I know something good is going to come out of this because it's not because of my disobedience. It's not because of my obnoxiousness. It's not because of my arrogance. It's because, I don't even know why it's because, but I just know God has chosen for me to walk this path. And I'm going to walk it. And I know I'm going to walk it. And God has chosen me to walk it so I know some waves are being made. I know because I'm walking it. Hallelujah. I'm affecting all that is around me. Hallelujah. I'm becoming a, a, a radiant beam. Hallelujah. That maybe the natural eye don't understand it, but every devil in hell that comes close to me realizes, uh, get a back. Uh, don't mess with me. Hakashandahaya. Don't mess with me. I'm bearing my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. He went to the Garden of Eden, which oozes with anointing. The Garden of, not the Garden of Eden, the, 
the Garden of Olives, or Mount Olivet, which was an olive garden with olive trees. What does olives do? They make olive oil that's used in the temple to burn, to give the light, which is a type of the anointing of God. So it's there in this scene. It's in the midst of where the wine, or the, or the, the, the uh, uh, Elio Trivio, the wine, not the wine press, the olive oil uh, press, hallelujah, is so that when they're crushed, out comes the fine, pure oil, amen, that you can strike a match to, and it will light up, amen. And it's there in that area, in that scene, in that scenario, hallelujah, where Jesus decided, I want to do this suffering. I'm going to go there and in agony with great tears of blood and water, hallelujah. So God, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus didn't like suffering either, hallelujah. Amen. Nobody likes the suffering, but he said, nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. It's not only when we suffer that we reap the benefit of the oil, but when we suffer, hallelujah, there's an overflowing. When the olives are crushed and the oil flows, amen, it gets on my garments, it gets on my feet, but hallelujah, it's going to be bottled up, it's going to be put in vessels, it's going to be sent out, it's going to be, amen, sold, it's going to be producing, amen, where it's going to bless this one and that one and hallelujah, everybody around. And because of my suffering, because of your suffering, hallelujah, if you could do it, if you'll recognize the moment and recognize the hour, hallelujah, and you bear up under it, amen, when everything goes wrong, when your employer fires you, amen, when your family seems to turn against you, when even saints of God in the church seem to scorn you and think uh, what's the matter with him you know uh, amen don't worry about it keep your eyes on Jesus suffer suffer hallelujah and know praise God that God is going to vindicate you down the road somewhere and people are going to be blessed There's two other rungs on this ladder. And the one is Colossians 1.24, Hebrews 11.25, 2 Timothy 2.10. Colossians 1.24 says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Amen. Amen. We suffer sometimes, not because we've done anything wrong, not because, amen, we're not pure or holy enough, but on the contrary, because we are pure and holy enough. Hallelujah. We are now being honored. Hallelujah. Not not, not to suffer to obtain identity, but because of our identity and because of our testimony, we are, we are selected. <laughs> we are selected. Amen. That's what the word ecclesia has its roots. Amen. And being 
chosen, hallelujah, the chosen ones, hallelujah. Praise God. And now you have reached the place where you can suffer, amen, for, hallelujah, the afflictions of Christ in his flesh for his body's sake, hallelujah, for the church, for the whole, for Christ's sake, hallelujah, for his name not to be blasphemed, for his name to be glorified, his name to be honored. How does God get glory out of my suffering? That's his business. But I'm going to tell you what, if I suffer with him, the Bible says, uh, I shall reign with him. Uh, how can I say I will reign with him uh, if I'm not willing to suffer with him? I'm willing to suffer with him. I'm willing to walk to the garden. I'm willing to walk to the valley. I'm willing to go through that narrow strip. Hallelujah. When all eyes are against me. And I feel all spirits of evil against me. But I'm willing to go anyhow. Amen. And I... It's for God's kingdom's sake. It's for Christ's sake. It's for his name's sake. Hallelujah. I don't expect the Chamber of Commerce to give me a medal. I don't expect the Louisiana legislature to vote me some type of honor for suffering, but I do expect. <laughs> I do expect I'm going to get home someday. <laughs> I love Ohishahaya and my. My heavenly father is going to say, well done, Sidney. Hallelujah. You did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Some of you folks are close, close, close to your highest place in your whole spiritual life. Some of you are approaching, amen, a level you've never been at with God. Hallelujah. You've been walking through some places. You've been suffering some things. Amen. And hallelujah. You're closer than you've ever been to that. What should it be? Hebrews 11.25. Hebrews 11.25. <laughs> Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin. For a season. Let's go on to the next one. <sighs> Hallelujah. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sakes, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Paul says, I endure hallelujah, all things whippings, beatings, left for dead, hallelujah stone, except I endure all why? For the elect's sake for the Call it a revival. 
but I'm going to call it a visitation of God. I'm going to call it a divine dwelling. I'm going to call it a Shekinah. is coming to this church. But there's no trumpets to blow. There's no glory to hand out. But the reason it's coming because some have climbed the ladder and got up high enough to ring the bell in heaven. It's here, folks. It's here. There's a holiness here. There's a holiness of God in this house. Let us just yield right now to this holiness. you've received and apply it right now reach down deep inside and say God hallelujah hallelujah thank you for the privilege thank you for the privilege thank you for the suffering because I know it's going to bring a far greater reward not just for me but to all those that I love and care about to you and your church and to your name Father, hallelujah, break down the barriers. My oldest son, Jonathan, when he was 13 years old, all of a sudden, he started having epileptic seizures. Of course, we went through all the, you know, it's sin, that's devil, it's of the demons, it's all that sort of stuff. I felt guilty about it. What God, why had I not, what have I done to let my son suffer this? And we've been through it for years. He's had seizures off and on, you know, several a year or so. It's a cross he bears. It's something he suffers. And I can see, though, because of it, it has made him to be what he is, a much better man. I was just in Greece. I just got back from Greece. But while I was in Greece, I was talking with him, and he said, Dad, I haven't had a seizure for two years. And it made my heart so glad. I said, praise God. Maybe the time has come 
I got a phone call this morning from Judy, my wife. She said, honey, Jonathan just had two seizures back to back. For whatever reason, for whatever cause. I know his his heart was broken. He thought he was through with all that. We thought he was through with it. was hoping. But he suffered. Some of you, you've suffered. My closer with my brothers and sisters, we have to embrace that suffering. We have to pick up that body broken of the Lord Jesus Christ, take it and embrace it and say, Thank you, Lord, for my suffering. Thank you, Lord, for your dying, for your body that was. Embrace it. Take it. Wrap your arms around it. Not in horror. Wrap your arms around it. And embrace it. Squeeze it tight. I love you. I love my cross. I love my suffering. Thank you for my suffering. Lord, I thank you. Embrace it. Take it in. Don't think evil about it. Don't think evil of it. Embrace it. Take it. Caress it. Kiss it. Love it. Thank you, Lord. You've counted me worthy. You've counted me worthy. Jesus' name. Draw me close to you.
Jesus. Just entertain the Lord right now. Jesus, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Can't do it without you, Lord. Can't make it without you, Jesus. Jesus. 
Let's see. 
Praise God. 
Let's just reach out this morning to receive all that God has prepared for us. Such understanding and word has been spoken to us. Lord, help us to grab hold of it. Jesus. not a victory without a fight. There's not a song born without a darkness of some trial. Hallelujah. Paul said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be revealed, to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. What we go through down here is just preparing us. Hallelujah. Getting us ready. Hallelujah. Lord, give us the understanding ability to receive what you have spoken today. Hallelujah. Let it birth something in us, O oh God, a strength. Let it give us, O oh God, a greater understanding and a greater perspective of where we are and what you're doing with us. For you are the potter and I am the clay. You are the vine and I am the branches, O oh God. It's you that is doing the work. And Lord, I don't always understand exactly what you're doing. And even sometimes it's painful and it hurts. But oh God, I do know that you are the righteous one and you are the holy one and you are my friend. 
and I trust you, Jesus. And I know in the end you're bringing out the good. And I know in the end, oh God, you're bringing it out to make it better. Hallelujah. I feel comforted today in the Holy Ghost. I feel the peace of God in this place. Amen. I feel the hand of God ministering to our needs. It's not always what we would exactly expect or even desire or want. Definitely not in our flesh. But in the end, we can lift up our hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. One day, one fine day, we're going to look back and say, Lord, I'm thankful I didn't, I didn't get my hands involved in it, Lord, but I, I stayed on the potter's wheel. Lord, I didn't leave the house of God, but I stayed here and allowed you to work on me. Lord, I didn't, I didn't do something, oh God, that was through the arm of the flesh or with my own mind, but I allowed you to work on me, God. I allowed you to touch me. I allowed you to heal me. I allowed you to lift me up, Lord, for you are the lifter of my head. You are the only one that can minister to my need. Jesus, you are the only one that can lift this church up for this is your church. You are the only one that can heal and that can save and that can deliver us today for you are the only Redeemer. No, oh God, we have, we have come before you today realizing that we can't do it without you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to walk sometimes through the valley, to walk through the wilderness, for that's where your hand is the strongest. That's where we realize your salvation and realize who you are more than ever before. Lord, that we are weak and you are strong, that we are nothing, and, oh God, you are everything. Hallelujah. Why don't we just thank him right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Why don't we go to one another right now, encourage each other in the Lord. Amen. What a powerful word. What a powerful word.